Amen, amen. Well, it's good to see everybody. We're going to jump right on into the message. And uh, I call it Facing Life's Challenges. And this is where the Lord led me this week. And I want to read that right out of the shoot. We're going to be in uh, Psalm 16. But what really spoke to me is God's faithfulness this week. And we see it every day. But, you know, I tell you, you know, a lot of you guys know I, I don't try to prepare the messages way out. I try to do it a little at a time so we can get the real-time feel of what's going on. And so when I say amen on Sunday, I'm going, Lord, what are we going to talk about on next Sunday? So Sunday I'm praying, and Monday I'm praying, and Tuesday I'm praying, and, and I've got books here and the Word here. And it's a good thing because what it does is it keeps my feet to the fire with the Lord. It keeps my feet to the fire with the Lord for sure. And so um, as I was looking at this, usually Wednesday night I like to have you know, a pretty good idea where we're going, you know, but God's faith with me. So Wednesday night, I had no idea where we were going, and I, I just refused to just go, well, let's just do this or this. I want to really hear from the Lord, because I want to give you what, what God's best is, and that's what he has for us, you know, when we're listening and pressing into the Lord. And so Wednesday night, I said, you know what? I'm just going to rest in you, because i got to go to bed, <laughs> you know? i got to go to bed, Lord, because, uh, you know, I, I know if I just keep going in my strength, it's not going to be the best. I don't want to give anybody leftovers. I want, to, I want to be that conduit that God flows the very best. So that's my prayer each week for us. And so went on to sleep, slept like a baby. And before I opened my eyes, God is so good. Boom, here's the message. And I was like, oh, man, this is right on time. Because we do face challenges. Anybody face challenges? Anybody raise both hands and a foot? Yes, for sure. So I think a lot of times, yeah, let me turn this on a little bit. And, uh, yeah. But what I say, a lot of times we face so many challenges. And, and think about it, with the holidays, sometimes it's even ramped up a little bit, right? Yeah. Not that high. Yeah. No, down, down. Please. There we go, thanks. There we go. I'll just talk loud. That's good, whatever, because the thing chases me sometimes. But um, anyway, talking about challenges, just like I'm dealing with right there, when your ears sweating and going around. Um, you know, the challenges of life sometimes really ramp up at this time of the year, right? And because, guess what? We got more family around. You know, a lot of times we've got more month than we got money, you know, things like that. And we want to do certain things and we want to see certain things done. And we put certain expectations on folks and they don't respond like we think they should. That's a good place to say amen, right? All right. Yeah. Well, I can't believe they're acting like that. <laughs> well, we never know what somebody else is walking in. And so today I, I pray through the word of God we can look at this, at his faithfulness and look at, you know, the challenges and, and, and the choices and decisions that we have to make. Each and every day, not just in the holiday season, but every day and everywhere we go. So what I hope today is we can bring some, some clarity to that through God's word. And you know, if you're sitting here, I want you to kind of picture um, what that challenge might be for you today. For some, it may be facing retirement. For some, it may be a loss. For some, it may be, um, you know, a, another relationship or something like that. But ultimately... How about our relationship with the Lord? Let's take a look at that and see what's going on there. Because sometimes we get to that point, i got to trust God. Right? That's great if we start out there. But, you know, as we go along, we say, yeah, I trust you, Lord. And we get out here a little bit. And then the boat starts rocking a little bit. And we go, well, I can still hold on. i got my own strength to hold on to this. And guess what? The waves get bigger sometimes. Right? I saw that yesterday. Right? Yeah, amen. But you know what? When we're grounded in the Lord, regardless of the storm, regardless of the rocking of the boat, Regardless of the depth of the water, we can still be secure. It doesn't, that doesn't mean we don't have tears. That doesn't mean we don't experience loss or hurt. But what it does tell me is this, we never go through it alone. Amen? So if you're here today and this is uh, something you want to lean into, let me hear you say amen. 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 All right. Well, first what I want to do is kind of 
uh, jump on here and unpack this, this scripture a little bit. I'm going to read it. And what I'm going to do is read it. It's only 11 verses. And, and like I always encourage you guys, like last week, I think we were in Proverbs 4, right? To read that. But what we're going to do is to kind of read this and kind of unpack it a little bit and apply it to our lives, okay? So let's take a look at this. It says, this is uh, King David writing this through the inspiration of the, the Spirit. And he says, keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my master. Every good thing I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. The troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. Notice that's a little G. Little G, amen. All right. It says, or even, he says, I'm not even going to speak their name to their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. I love that. You guard all that is mine. Amen. And it goes on and says, the land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. See, even when I was asleep, God was still speaking into my spirit. And, and see, that's why I, I, I just want to encourage you guys with this. What I like to do is, is I like to read a little bit of word before I go to bed. So I'm meditating on that, that scripture, whatever it is, what God has. And so that we can listen to what God has for us. Even when, we're, even when our body's resting, we can still take in what God has for us. So let's go on here. It says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No one, no wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice. My body rests in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the whole life. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forever. Let me tell you, we can experience the presence of God now. Amen. We don't have to wait till we get called home. We should be experiencing the presence of God just when we come together as believers. But I hope through the praise and through the time when we're open his word that we get saturated with the praise of God in the in the whole Touch of God, amen? How many know sometimes we just need a touch of God? When the situation's getting pretty rough, we need a touch of God. Guess what? I need a touch of God when the situation's good, right? So there's never a bad time to get close to God, amen? As a matter of fact, a great time to get close to Him is before the storm comes, amen? i just just throwing that out there. Well, let's look at this. Talking about storms, we're going to talk about challenges in life. Anybody face challenges? Yes. Amen. Everybody say, so, what, so this message is for who? Everybody. All right, we're going to talk about this a little bit. So we all face challenges. What I did, I spent a little time and I just prayed and I took each verse and I said, Lord, what are you showing me to share with your, with your children? And so I want to kind of break that out and then we'll talk about it a little bit, okay? So the first thing he was showing me in verse 1, we have safety in a refuge in our Lord. So if you're going through a challenge today, stand from this vantage point. This is what God says about you, okay? We have safety and a refuge in the Lord. We need to see the Lord as our source of the blessing. A lot of times we see it as our own source, right? I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm going to go ahead and then we'll unpack this a little bit more. All right? Godly brothers and sisters in Christ are an encouragement. They're not there to you for you to compare yourself to, amen? We don't want to compare ourselves. We want to take a look at what God has done in our life and use our gifts, right, in time and talents and blessings to bless others. We want to be that conduit. We want to be that, that you know, I want to say, instrument in the hands of the Lord. Amen. Take a look at this. Don't be tempted by the ungodly. Now, I know I'm going through here fast, but I'm going to kind of break them out in just a minute. Right? God is our cup of blessing and our guard. See, when you know that you're secure in Christ, 
everything takes a different, different meaning. We, we're coming from a different angle. We go through this now. We're on verse six of God gives good gifts. We have a constant connection through Christ to our heavenly Father. We have confidence in Christ. Do not be shaken, it says in the word. Don't be shaken. He is, is right beside us. Remember when we read that? Isn't it good to know that we have a position in, in the Lord? Amen? Come on, unpack. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to do it this way like this. How about that? Everybody's going, I have no idea. Let's just talk through these here a little bit. When we start looking at these, I, I said, man, when, when you face with these challenges, allow this to be your launching point. Allow what God's doing in the safety of who he is. To be your launching point. The next thing I saw is that the Lord is our source. So many times we think it's our strength. It's a, that our job and everything else. I got a question for you. Who gave you the strength to get up in the morning? Who gave you the eyes to see? Who gave you the ears to hear? The ability to do what's what, right? But God has done that. So we need to recognize him in what we do. So many times, well, I did it. I made it on my own. I ain't never getting nothing from nobody. Man, if that's the attitude, you need to reevaluate and go back and, and, and realize who God is. Amen. So rolling out number three. Godly brothers and sisters. We hit a little bit of that. So many times. When we look and you ask people. Hey could you, would you be able to serve here? Would you be able to do this? Well I don't sing. Or I don't play. Or I don't do this. You usually get the I don'ts. But what I want you to do is pray and ask God. Say what is the I can't? You'll be amazed at what God will show you that you can do. Amen. I'm telling you. It's, it's amazing. A lot of times. And your gift may look totally different than your neighbor's gift. Guess what? That's okay. Because you're unique, right? And, and that's what God uses. I call it spokes in the wheel for Jesus, man. Jesus being that centerpiece and all those other spokes keep the wheel turning, right? But the power of God moving us on down the line through the journey is what God's spirit does for us. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling here. Don't be tempted by the ungodly. What do you mean by that? Don't get your eyes on the world. Keep your eyes in the word. And it's real easy when it's real shiny and it's real cool and it's real fast or whatever it is, whether it's cars or houses or stuff. But guess what? They can't put the stuff in the box when you leave, right? You know, what's the old saying? You've never seen anybody pulling a U-Haul behind a, you know, a, a, at the cemetery, right? A hearse, right? You know, you don't see that. But I tell you what you do see. A lot of times you see lives that have been impacted by your life. See, I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy, not for me so much, but as that, you know what? That guy wasn't perfect, but he loved the Lord, you know? Hey, you know what? That guy took a lot of time with people. Hey, you know what? Boom. Fill in the blank for that lady, that man, that child, whatever it is. Because God's poured something in you that he hasn't poured in anybody else. That's the uniqueness that we have to make up the body of Christ. Amen? So that's a plus. All right? God is our cup of blessing. You ever think about that? A cup of blessing. A cup of salvation. When you think about that, you know what God has done. When I used to do street ministry, a friend of mine had the ministry called Cup of Salvation, and he was talking about the scripture often. And he says, "You know, it's just such a blessing to see what God brings to the table for us. You know, to see that we get to drink and sit. Remember, we we're talking about last week sitting at the table of the King. That's our position because of what Christ has done. See, a lot of times we don't realize our position. We look at our." earthly position, our worldly position and say, wow, I'm overwhelmed. But I want to tell you when we look at it from God's perspective, man, we're overblessed. Amen. I think sometimes we, we're overblessed. But God said, no, you can't, you can't exhaust what I'm going to give. I'll give you some more. I'll love you right here. Oh, what do you mean, buddy? I'm not talking so much of stuff. 
I'm talking about in forgiveness and grace and peace and mercy. And it just keeps on going. And when we get a hold of that, can't we just share a little bit of it? That ought to spill out of our lives. That ought to spill out of our lives instead of saying, nope, I got it. You're on your own. That's not what God's will is for his church. Amen. We should be a beacon in the darkness. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. God gives good gifts. I want to just tell you, God's not heaping disease on people. Amen. God gives good gifts. And he even talks in, and I believe it's in Matthew, he says, hey, you, men, men and women, you wouldn't give bad gifts to your kids. Why would you think I would give bad gifts? And, and look, as good as gifts as I want to give to my children, I still have limited resources. But God is limitless in his resources. Amen. So when you tap into that and you realize that my heavenly father has it all, he's created it all, changes everything, doesn't it? Changes everything. Well, it should. Because what it does, it lifts our, our chin up off like this and lifts us from the problem to the problem solver. Amen. That's where our eyes need to be focused on the problem solver. Amen. So look at this. We have that constant connection through Christ to our Heavenly Father. That's our link. He's our link. He is our sacrifice. He is the one that made it uh, where we could come boldly to the throne of grace. Man, we ought to be singing hallelujah, man, when we start thinking about the name of Jesus. We have confidence in Christ. Do not be shaken. He is right beside you. Have you ever noticed that when, when you're little, you know, and you, and you do something? I'm going to give you a, a small story. Um, two kids, me and my sister. Donna's about six years older than me. And, and my sister loved to play football. And we never played football in the grass. I have no idea. We always played in the street, you know. Why do we play in the street? And, man, I'm going to tell you what. If we were in the middle of a play, we'd be like, you have to wait. You know, this is, this is you know, fourth down. we got to make this happen. we got to make this conversion. People are like, okay, right on by. But I was younger than everybody else. So you know what my job was? A permanent hiker. Yeah. They didn't even call it center. I'm just permanent hiker, you know. So I get down there, had a new guy in the neighborhood. Oh, man. Here I was hiking. And that guy, he just, he just, mm, stiff on me. Poof, down. And I was like, oh, this ain't good. And, I, and you know, you don't want to cry. I was like, <laughs> my sister Ray Long, come back. She said, what's wrong with you? I was racing. She was going to hit me for crying. You know what I mean? Suck it up. Okay. She said, who did it? He did. He did. Yeah, no problem. Here we go. Get ready. Hut, hut, hike. Woo! There we go. Remember Daryl was talking about the flipper? I think my sister invented that. They got, oh! And then everybody said, I know you ain't going to hit that girl. <laughs> right? How does that tie into this, okay? When you have that confidence in a relationship, guess what? I was hiking with style after that, baby. It's like, yeah, I hiked that football. My nose is halfway over here. That's how I, go. I know my sister would take you out, right? But you know what? In that, we can find some fun and some joy in that. But you know, with, with, with God, it's not that he's bashing people and everything else. He picks you back up and says, it's okay. Hey, I'm going to be behind you. I'll be in front of you if you need me. I'll be beside you if you need me. I'll never leave you. That's what I want you to get out of there. But look at that confidence. Even as a kid, six, eight years old, I'll be like, yeah. Man, like this. How should we be not prideful, but confident in what Christ has done for us? You see, there's a difference. Not prideful and boastful, but confident in Christ. That's what I want us to draw from today. Because let me tell you, just like we said, when the storms of life come. Man, we need to have confidence in the lifesaver, amen? His name is Jesus Christ. Here we go. Now, this is really cool here. Let's look at this. We have gladness and joy because we rest in him. See, the other night when I went to sleep, 
I didn't go, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I just said, man, I'm going to sleep. You know what the deal is, Lord, you know? And that's not being, uh, I don't even know the word I want to overzealous thinking, oh, well, Lord's going to do. I'm thinking, Lord, I've really exhausted my thinking process here. And I just want what you want. So, Lord, I'm going to lay down tonight. And I'm going to give it to you. How would that work in our life? If those situations come up at school, at work, you know, in relationships. And we say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted. I love that song, Time to Sing, right there. It was right on time. Because, you know, we're just stretching more and more. And I think with the economy and the things going on in the world, man, we are just stretched more and more. And the things that are going on all over the world, man, I tell you, it's something else sometimes to look and go, well, how did we get here from there? Well, I think one of the reasons we got there is because we edged God out of a lot of things, amen? You know? And he's usually the last place we go instead of the first place we start, amen? Let's keep on rolling. Here we go, Jesse, this is for you. You ready? We have his word about the resurrection. Jesse always says, I said, Jesse, what do, you, what do you think the Lord's telling us to preach on? He says, prophecy. Tell them prophecy. Jesse loved digging in the Bible. So look at this here. You know, I love seeing my boys dig into the word. Well, guess what? This right here was written a thousand years. That verse was written about a thousand years before Christ was even born. And it's talking about, let's, let's go right to it. Let's pull it up real fast right here. It says, for you will not leave my, amen. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your holy one to rot in the grave. The Holy One's Jesus. He's risen, amen? See, God is, is, is large and in charge. God knows what we're going through. He experiences that. I might not know what you're going through. She might not know what you're going through. But God knows what you're going through. So what I want to do is, is encourage us and love us into what God has done for us, amen, when those challenges come. So look at that. That's it right there. That ought to be another uh, nail in just holding on to, to the truth of God's word. His word is alive. His word doesn't lose any momentum just because it was spoke a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago. It's just as alive and as active now as it was then. That's why I get excited. I just get excited anyway talking about Jesus. That's the guy on aisle three over there food line last week. He went by there. I was walking. And I said, hey, how you doing, brother? He goes, I'm doing all right. I'm thinking, Lord, how can, I, how can I be a blessing to this guy? And he was down, he was stacking some shelves and stuff. And, and man, I, I was watching. And I said, Are you doing okay? He goes, Well, my knees hurt. Not a problem. I took some of the boxes that he had, folded them up. I said, Lift up, dude. Boom, put them under his knee. He goes, That's better. I said, Yeah, that's better. So guess what? I got to tell him about Jesus. That's even more better, right? I don't know if you can spell that, but it, it was more better. But you know what? A lot of times our ministry. <coughs> Is on aisle three. It is in, in the in the back above the tunnel. It is, you know, at the lunch line. You know, I went to the bank the other day and I held the door for the lady. She came in and then she she just let everybody go in front of her. I'm thinking she's going to rob the place. No, you know, I'm thinking why is she letting everybody in here? No, you know that's what your mind thinks. She's like, why is she doing that? Because we're always thinking the natural first. Lots of boom. Why is she doing that? Huh? I said, man, what, isn't that a great witness? So finally, I said, man, would you go in front of me? She said, no, go right here. I said, please go in front of me. Okay. You know? And, and, and sometimes it's just taking a little bit of time, but you, you, don't, you know, people are watching. People are watching all the time. How will you respond? And I pray that we respond like Christ, even when nobody's looking. Because that tells me that God's working in here. Amen? Perfect example. I walked down the inner street, parked the truck, and I was walking. There was three balloons out there. I said, 
Man, I can't believe somebody left them balloons up there. And I got right about there. I say, well, why don't you pick them up? Okay. I picked them up and brought them on in. You know? Can you imagine that? They said, well, look, Pastor Buddy just walked, stepped right over that trash and left it out there. Okay? I try to tune my mind to those things so that when they come up, I just say, Lord, you know what? I'm serving you. I'm going to pick them up. Hey, when we're backing up and doing and loading, I say, Lord, I'm serving you. I'm serving you. When there's jobs that we don't really care for, do we say, Lord, I'm serving you and resting in what you did. I'm just trying to get us focused on some of the challenges that we face, even though they're small. They can be enough to knock you off base just a little bit. And then when the big decision comes, you're already irritated. And then we go, I don't want to do it anyway. Yeah? So we don't have to do that. We can rest in who God is. Amen? So he will show us the way of life and grant us joy in his presence. I pray that you feel the presence of the Lord in here today as we cut through the word of God. Amen? Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. And that's just part one. I'm going to pick it up a little bit. So, God, God is just so good. Yesterday I was leaving my friend's house after an amazing fishing trip with my buddies. And I was thinking, Lord, i got to work on that message. Check this out for the Lord showed. He said, I showed you four pieces of the gospel right during the curve, Grayson. I showed you four pieces of the gospel. And this is what the Lord showed. He says, you know, there's challenges, choices, decisions, and guidance. I said, well, wait, I'm, I'm praying. And this is what the Lord unpacked for me. He went back to the basics. He said, John 3, 16, for I love the world, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish. He said, that's a choice that everybody has to make. Right? And I said, okay, okay, here we go. Here's the challenge. I lay that out. The choice is you can either receive him or reject him. And he says, and then they got to make a decision. Are they going to walk in that? They don't have to do it alone. I'll guide them. I go, that's the whole message. That was so cool. I wasn't even thinking about that. But see, God can turn things just like that in an instant and start unpacking it. So let's talk about some of the choices that we have, all right? Click. There we go. We all have choices to make. We know that. No matter what age. Now, this is what he was showing me last night. No matter what age, this seems there's always a choice. I don't care what size. What age? And this is something else I found out. See if you believe this. The older you get, sometimes the, the harder the choices are because they impact more people. You know what I mean? Now, when I would make decisions when I was 18, it didn't affect Thomas and Jesse and Denise so much. It probably did a little bit because of how things would work out. But when you got a family, when you got others that count on you, when you got things at work, it, it, has a, it has a big ripple effect, right? So no matter what the choice is, no matter what the age is, there's a choice. And, and it just seems like, you know what, we need to just continue to look at what's going on there. To continue to focus on, you know what, each step of the way, God wants to be involved. He doesn't just give you a mission and leave. He says, I want to walk with you, I want to be beside you, amen? So good. We talked a little bit about this, that God gives us free will. You say, well, I have a choice. You do have a choice, right? God doesn't say, you're going to love me. Not a robot. Try that in a relationship. See how long it takes for her to shut the door. <laughs> See ya. Right? So we have a choice. We have free will. But what happens, just like with our kids, God is so awesome. He loves us and he desires us to love him and trust him and experience blessings. So this is what he does. He gives us free will. He doesn't demand us to love him. He lovingly calls us. Come on back to me. If you're here today, say, well, I love the Lord, but I've walked away. Walk back. God didn't leave. God didn't leave. I want you to hear that today. So we talked a little bit about wisdom last week. God chooses good choices requires wisdom. How many did the homework last week? Amen. 
We read a little bit from a, we read a little bit from Proverbs four, I believe it was, and um, you know it's instructing us of the things of the word. And you know what? I, I really want to give you a full spiritual tool bag when things come up, so that we can pull those those things out and apply them to our life. Amen. So we want to make good choices. Everybody has choices to make. Now, how many have ever done this? Y'all don't have to raise your hands if you don't want. Think about it. Has anybody ever just jumped in? And just made a choice right off without praying about it. Yeah, I wouldn't raise my hand either. But I'm going to tell you the story anyway. I'm going to come clean. i never forget this. I was thinking last night. I was like, I wanted to forget that. And I was like, well, you ought to tell them about that one. I was like, years ago, me and Denise were freshly married. And I, I like hot rods. I don't work on cars. I just want to drive them. You know? And, and so... We were going somewhere, and I always wanted to get this old truck. I mean, the cool truck with the wide tires and stuff. And we went some, to one of those little, uh, what is it, like a little Saturday. They got the, all the hot rod clubs and stuff, and we went somewhere. I said, oh, we're looking at that truck's for sale. She's like, you need to keep driving. So I pulled over there, and, and I, I knew she knew the desires of my heart, right? Surely she wants me to be blessed, right? This is what my brain's thinking at that time, right? And I pull up there, and I look at the truck, and I go, man, that's awesome, man. That's cool. And the guy said, man, I got a deal for you. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, let's see what's happening. And he told me the number, and I said, hey, man, I'll be back in a little bit. I got a few things to do, but I'll be back. So I get in the car, and I'm thinking she's going to be as happy as me. Not. I get back in the car, and I go, how'd you like that truck? She said, it's old. I said, I know, that's what I want to old. I can fix it. She says, you don't fix stuff. <laughs> she started hitting me with the facts, fellas. She said, you, you don't fix stuff. I was like, well, I can she said, but you don't. I said, but it's a good deal. She says, everything's a good deal. You say it's a good deal. So we're riding along. And I said, I, hey, look, I, I really, so, so now I'm going on up. I said, I really like to get a truck, baby. Baby. She said, you know, uh, we didn't even talk about this. I said, well, I, I know that's why we're talking now. Right? That's why we're talking now. Because I'm thinking, I've been told the guy coming back. You know? And so then she pulls this one out. She said, we didn't even pray about it. And I, I, I remember myself saying this. This is how far you get off when you get all involved looking at the, at the shiny stuff, you know. I said, you just want me to pray about it because you know God don't want me to have it. <laughs> she said, did you hear what you said? I said so I said, so I'm still, I'm still weaseling, man. I'm still thinking, I'm going to get a truck. I'm going to get a truck. And we went to St. Man Nick's. That was the biggest hamburger steak I ever ate. I was eating, chewing. What do you think? About what? <laughs> what do you think about the truck? Man, the hamburger steak just growing, man. I was like, come on, baby. Come on. You can do it, man. You can do it. Come on now. Come on. We're this close. It's like, I don't have a piece about it. Well, guess what? If she don't have a piece about it, you ain't going to have one either. Amen. Everybody married said amen, right? So, so anyway, I'm looking at this. And so I said, well, we'll just ride by just to see if he's there. I know Denise was playing. The man was gone. He was gone. No truck to be found. So, you know, the, the whole thing about that is, you know, we need wisdom, right? And God gives us free will. But I'm going to tell you what. When we got choices and stuff, let's seek the Lord. I knew better, but I wanted it. But she knew better. And I'm thankful that she's a praying woman. Amen. So give God a hand clap for keeping me out of the doghouse. Amen. <laughs> All right. Let's keep on rolling. And she, she goes with a lot of stuff, but I'm glad she's grounded. So, you know, did you pray about that? I really try to pray about stuff because, you know what, we need good counsel. She gave me good counsel that day. She gave me good counsel that day. 
But you know what? When we're looking for good counsel, that don't mean, listen to this. A lot of times when we think we're going to get good counsel, I'm going to go talk to somebody that likes the same things I do. Hey, Mike, you like the old trucks? Yeah, you do. You know how much the trucks we go for? Yeah. Guess what? I found one of this. What do you think? What do you think I'll do, Mike? I want to get it. See, Mike said we want to get it, right? We want to start, we start leaning into the things that everybody, you know, we find those people that we say, that's good counsel if they agree with me. Oh, I wrote this on my note. Read this. Where are we at? We need to look at this. So many times I want to know this. Well, the person that gives you good counsel, will they stand with you if it's wrong? Ooh, got quiet up in here, didn't it? Huh? Because, you know, sometimes I think you really ought to do that. Well, they're, they're not investing in it. They're not doing any of this. And then, then when it doesn't work out, they go, hey, man, that's on you. Ultimately, it is on us. But you know what? We saw on the other slide, God said he'll never leave us. Right? So many times we want to make the decision, and then when everything goes bad, we want to pull God into it then. The Bible tells us to seek him first. Amen? And then we'll hear from him. And then we'll know. Amen? That's how good God is. So, what is this? We can always rely on God because God is always available. God is always available. He wants to be there. He wants to be engaged in what's going on in our life. And I want us to, to know that. You know what? Even when we pray and we don't get the answer we want, if we back it up with the word of God, guess what? That's the way to go. There's been things I've prayed about and I'm thankful now that God said no. Or he said wait. A lot of times we want the yes. We want the yes. We want it now. We want this. Just like we've become the, the microwave society. We want it now. We want this right here, right then. We don't want to roll up our sleeve. We don't want to get in this. We want it right there. But I want to tell you, our takeaway for this is the, there are choices that we have to make. And uh, we got to live with them too. But you know what? You can have peace in the midst of your choice. When you're seeking the Lord and hearing from God. Amen. All right. Let's keep on rolling. Well, you say, well, now we're in the choices. That all sounds like the same thing. No, it really isn't. Because as I was looking at that, like I said, we have challenges. Then we have the choice. And then we got to make a decision. We're going to go or stay. We're going to sell or buy. What are we going to do? Whatever the case is. Well, you know what? I'm going to give you some word for that right here. 1 John 5, 14. This is our word anchor here on decisions. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. You know, sometimes we say, I don't think God's hearing me. Well, you know what? The word says it is. Are we praying in his will? Are we seeking after him? Maybe we just need to be waiting and listening. And I want to tell you something about waiting too. A lot of times we think that waiting is not effective. Waiting is a good thing sometimes. How many times have you guys run across something in your life and you go, man, I'm so glad I didn't go when I, when I was going to do that. I, I heard from a friend of mine the other day. He said his, his, his daughter just had a young child and she had a job that she liked. She had a better offer and she jumped right over there. She did try to do things right. She said, I'll give you two weeks notice. Went over there on a Saturday. She was supposed to start on a Sunday. They go, oh, I'm sorry. That hasn't been approved. Um, we're not hiring. So when she went back to her other job, guess what? No go. All right. So, Wow. You go, my goodness, what's going on? See, a lot of times when they're jingling this, more money, more power, more position, we go, man, I'm going. Seek the Lord on those things because it's not always about that, amen? I know he wants to bless us, but sometimes the blessing is that he's going to keep you and keep you secure right where you are for a time, amen? All right, here we go. Now, when you talk about decisions, I find this one I'm talking to people a lot of times, and I've done it myself. Making no decisions is really a decision by default. You hear what I'm saying? Today, all y'all know that we talk about the Lord and give somebody an opportunity to receive Jesus Christ. 
Have you ever put your faith and trust in the Lord? Today, don't leave here without putting your faith and trust in the Lord for forgiveness of your sin. There you go. You've got to make a decision. I always want to bring you to a point of decision. And you say, okay, well, uh, I'm not going to make that decision today. Guess what? You just did make that decision because what you've done, you've rejected the only way to heaven. When you say, no, I'll get back with you. No, I'll get back with you. And what happens so many times, our heart starts to get callous. Right? We go, well, I could do that anytime. Had a young guy, and I mentioned it before, and it breaks my heart every time I think about it. Mr. Buddy, that's real cool that that works for you, but right now I got some things I want to do. Maybe later. I don't want to bring up a bad situation, but when you look at things, things change real fast. In our community, on the TV and things, man, you know, you don't have to, to, to die of old age. There's things in this sin-filled world that take us out. But you know what? We can have the confidence and the assurance when we call on the name of the Lord, regardless of what's going on, that we can hold on to the truth of that because God is good. Amen? So that's the decision I pray that everybody has made or will make today. Amen? So let's keep on rolling. Going with the crowd isn't always God's plan. How many know that? Huh? Oh, it's quiet. All the guys got quiet. Come on now. Let's think about that for just a minute. Going with, the, going, with the plan, going with the crowd isn't always God's plan. You know, a lot of times, and I'm going to bring this in, I'm going to tie this in to Tuesday night Bible study. We were talking about the promised land. And we were talking about how Moses had walked the Israelites out through the power of God. They've done amazing miracles and everything else. And then he sends 12 spies into the promised land to give the good report, we hope, right? Let us know what's going on. And what happens? 12 come back. Two said, let's do what God's going to give it to us. God's going to give it to us. God is with us. God's beside us. God's ahead of us, right? Let's do it, right? Joshua and Caleb, they said, let's do it. But 10 other guys said, no, they're too big. We're scared. I don't want to go. Right? So what did they do? They went with the crowd. What did it cost them? 40 years in the desert, man. Another, a whole generation died off because of their disobedience. God said, I'll take care of you. They said, oh, but they're big. God says, I love you. Well, I, but you don't know about this. Yeah, I'm God. I know all that. And I still love you. So many times we look around and we go, I'm scared. And God says, it's okay. I'm God. I got you. See, that's why I started out where I was and, and, and working through that because I wanted you to use that as a framework of who you are in Christ. I wanted you to use that as a framework of what God's done in our life, how he views your life and what he's done for us. Are we taking hold of that? So going back to Joshua, right? He says, hey, look, you know, we can do this. 40 years in the desert. And then God puts him in charge. And he tells him, I'm a, I'm a God of order. I want to do it this way, this way, this way. And when they did it God's way, guess what they found out? You know what they found out when they sent, next time they sent two spies in, right? They sent two spies and this spy said, hey, they're scared. Those folks are scared because guess what? They had heard and they had saw what our God was. You know what else we learned? That, that back then... The folks that, that had the promised land around there, what they were using, they thought, man, we've got this, this uh, moat, this river, or this, you know, the River Jordan around. Our God, with the little G, is going to protect us. But what they saw was this. They saw our God here today, right? He said, I'm the God of the desert. I'm the God of the water. I'm the God of the universe. And they walked through on dry land when they did it God's way. And not only that, they took the whole package. God has the whole package for me and you today. So what we want to do is, is lean into God's word and listen. Don't go with the crowd. Go with God. Amen. Let's keep going. 
Prayers bring peace in decision making. How many know that? Even if it's not what you want, we can still have peace in that. Because what we've done, we've looked around and said, Lord, you know what? I'm trusting you and your best for what you said you'll do in my life. We can rely on God's guidance. We're going to pick it up here now. We need to have the guidance of God. Amen. Everybody doing good? Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you a few of these and we're going to wrap it up. But I want you guys to get a hold of this in your heart. Amen. I always like giving you the scriptures to encourage you. Let's take a look at this here. Psalm 32, 8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. That's our Heavenly Father who is His unlimited resources. says, that's what I'll do for you. Amen? And come on down and says, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose record, who, who record the Lord, has, whose record the Lord has, has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. See, when we come to the Lord, we need to understand that our record's clear because of what Jesus Christ did. Because then we can hear, we can understand there's nothing separating us, right? That, that, that's a clean path because of what Jesus Christ has did. It's a new day. The song we sang, we opened up with, it's a new day. It's a fresh start because of what Christ has done for us. Let's go on down here. First Corinthians right here. I think this is, is something that we pull in from time to time. And I want you guys to see this. You know, you say we need guidance. Yeah, we need guidance because when we look to the world, this is what the world says, right? The world says this. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. See, a lot of people say, well, you got your Bible. I remember I, when I, I, before I used to carry my, my naps, I used to bring my Bible to work all the time. And them guys be on the front porch. And say, what, you got your pocketbook? I said, no, I got a sword. I said, I got a sword of the Lord. That's what he calls his word. And they go, oh, oh, don't let somebody humiliate you or try to put you down or whatever because you're walking for the Lord. And don't rub it in their face. Just love them where they're at. Just love them where they're at. Because, see, a lot of times people don't understand that. But you know what? If they're watching their life. And they're seeing how you deal with different things. And they're seeing how God's been working on your behalf. They're going to say, hey man, tell me about this God. Tell me about the one. You went through this, this, and this, but you still came out. That doesn't mean you don't shed any tears. That doesn't mean you don't come, you know, have any losses. But what it does mean, like I said, we're never alone. And that's what I want us to see through, through all these things. The Lord tells us that he's going to take care of us. The Lord says, I'm going to go before you. And sometimes we just got to just get a hold of that deep in our heart. But the challenge is this so many times. Are we going to look at the message of the cross as foolishness? Or are we going to look at the message of the cross as the power of God? I pray today that we're looking at the message as the power of God that brings salvation to us. Amen. That is the key to everything we, we share today. So guess what? I know that you have some challenges today because we all do. And I know that, you know what, we have some choices to make because we all do. And I know we have to make some decisions from time to time because we all do. But what I want to tell you is this. You get the guidance from the Lord. Rest in Him and let God go ahead of you. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. You know, um, as we get ready to, to go in, we're already in the holiday season. You know, next uh, Sunday will be, let's see, Christmas is on Tuesday, correct? I want you guys to think about this message. I want you to really think about this message this week because, you know, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be opportunities for us to be a blessing. There's going to be opportunities for us to say, you know what, um, let's, let's just lift them up a little bit higher and point to the Lord. You say, well, I don't know how I can lift anybody else up because I feel so low. Well, you know what? 
Share something with your brothers and sisters. Say, you know what, can you pray for us? That's always a privilege for us. Before you leave, say, we love to have the opportunity to pray for you. That's a privilege, all right, for us to pray with you, okay? We also, like she said, we have a website at ktpprayer.live.com. Uh, email address, excuse me. That if you think of something through the week, send it. We'll be glad to pray with you. Better yet, call. Because we want you to know that you're connected to a family that cares. We want to know that, that, you know, we don't have to be in your business. You didn't have to say what it is. I just want to tell you that you're loved and that we want to help you in those tough times. Amen. And we want to hear when God's moving in your life. I love when somebody calls and says, man, you just check this out. This is what God did. I go, man, that's great. That's awesome. Let's talk about that. So regardless, I just want to let you know that you, your church family's here for you. And we want to love on you and we want to just thank you. But ultimately, I want you to hear this. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today's the day. See, if we still look and say, you know, Lord, you know, buddy, I just got so much stuff I got to deal with and everything else. Well, you know what? God says his yoke is easy. And it starts with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And this is how we get into that relationship. Not by works, not by how smart we are or anything else. It's by grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. And the Bible says that when we call upon the name of the Lord, he says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in the heart of God and raise him from the dead, you will be saved. You know, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. We don't even know what the next hour's going to bring. But I know what right now can bring. Salvation to your house, to your home, to your heart. And so right now with your eyes closed, I'm just going to ask you straight up. If you die today, do you know for sure that you're going to have 100%? Because if you don't, I want to show you. Not by what Buddy says, but what the Word of God says. I want you to know. I want you to know that you can know. All right? I want you to understand that Jesus Christ died for your sin. You've got to make it personal. He died for your sin. He died for my sin. But you know what? We need to hold on to that by faith. I want you to know this. That he says, no matter what you've done, my blood on the cross was poured out to purchase you back out of sin and set you in the family of God. Today. Right here, right now. If that's your prayer, you don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to stand up or anything. I just want you to look at me so I can pray for you. Because I'm going to pray for all of us here in just a minute. Amen. So today we can know, bro. We can know, friends. That you know what? Today, I'm counting on you, Jesus. If that's your prayer, right here, right now. You just repeat this in your heart, man. He says, if you confess with your mouth, confession is a big deal. That's how we get saved. We confess. We say, Lord Jesus. If that's your prayer, you say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin today. Lord, I don't know all about all these other things, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm trusting you. And today I need you, Lord, come into my life and forgive me. And God says, you know what? Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the gift that we want to get to you. That's the gift that God has, not just on Christmas, but all the 364 days that follow that. The greatest gift ever was Jesus Christ dying for me and you. But I want you to remember this. He rose again on the third day, and he conquered death for me and you. So if that's your prayer today, I pray that you pray that. Grab hold of me before you leave and say, well, I prayed that prayer today. It's something about confessing. I say, I prayed that prayer today. And I'll say, man, that's awesome. That's awesome because you know what? God is with you. God is holding on to you. You're secure in Christ. So, Father, I do thank you for each one here. I thank you for those that are honest about where they feel today and say, Lord, you know, I, I just don't know. But today, I'm praying that prayer. Lord, I come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Lord, I'm trusting that you are the Son of God. You're the remedy for me, Lord. I need you. Save me. And, Lord, for us, it's just been uh, having a tough week. 
And with so many things going on, Lord, I thank you and I praise you that we're not alone. Lord, that you go before us. Lord, I thank you for good friends. I thank you for, for godly counsel. I thank you for the spirit of the Lord that dwells in each believer, Lord. I thank you for your word. And I thank you for this privilege, Lord, a great privilege to be able to share what you have. Lord, take this message and make it so much more than what I could ever, ever do. Let them see you, Lord, hide me behind the cross, Lord, make a difference in lives today. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Get them on a hand clap. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Good deal. So we're going to send you out with a song.